We were somewhere around Barstow, on the edge of the desert, when the drugs began to take hold. Oh my god, Vegas! Woo! Yeah, what happened here stays here! <laughs> Las Vegas fucking sucks. So does working with women. We're going to tell you why both of those things are true. And, of course, your favorite segment, Things That Piss Us Off. All here today on the Angry Man's Carousel. Buckle in, pussy. How are you? Good to fucking see ya. Good to see ya. Um. So, welcome back to the Angry Man's Carousel. Uh, it's been a while. Apologize for that. Um, I'm sure all of you are just waiting with bated breath to hear what the fuck is going to come out of this show next. Um. Uh, sometimes I wonder if this podcast is ever going to go anywhere. Um, but then again, I remind myself that um, I'm a good-looking, talented guy, and I'm doing everything by my fucking self here. Ha <laughs> ha! What the f- fuck is up? Uh, got a day off, and uh, my plan was actually to um, record last Saturday. Um, but, uh, oh, actually, I did that. Yeah, I recorded a fucking episode Saturday. See, I'm just so lost. Am I losing my passion for podcasting? Maybe. Um, anyway, it's, uh, it's good to be coming at you motherfuckers again. Uh, I am, I'm, I'm really done talking about politics. I don't give a shit anymore. I don't give a, I don't give a. Shit about politics right now because uh, nothing's happening. Everyone's just fucking yelling at each other, and the Democrats are just continuing to demonstrate why they all deserve to burn in a fucking lake of fire. And, uh, you know, libertarians are somewhere. That's what I love about libertarians. Libertarians are just kind of like, eh, we don't want the government telling us what to do. Yeah. Don't tell us what to do. And the Republicans are like, uh, well, well, yeah, yeah, we, we want that too. Um, but, but doesn't that mean they're going to, they're, they're going to help us with our ideas? Cause it was our ideas that started this country. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? And then you got the Democrats over there going, yeah, yeah. The government shouldn't be in stuff, but, but the government should, should be compassionate enough to take care of us if we can't take care of ourselves. Democrats are like the 35-year-old fucking douchebag living in his mom's basement, eating all of her goddamn food, jerking off on all the fucking drapes, um, doesn't have a job, and uh, just wants to play video games and eat Hot Pockets and bust his fucking zits all over his computer screen while he jacks off onto a fucking picture of some poor young college girl on spring break. That he's watching on Pornhub. Democrats just want everything fucking handed to him. 
Love is the answer. You gotta help people. You gotta be ready to help people. Sometimes people can't help themselves. Listen, dickweed. Unless you're a fucking invalid. Or you were, uh, you know, God forbid, fucking paralyzed by some horrific accident that wasn't your fault. Or you were born a retard. You are entitled to nothing. And even in some of those cases, I would argue they're not entitled to certain things. But that's beside the point. We're not going to talk about politics today. So stick that in your pooper. All right, we're back. We're having issues with our fucking audio today. Um, that's what you get when you use free recording software, I guess. So uh, we are um, we're here today, uh, Wednesday, April 10th, 2019. 2019. That's my Australian accent. Yeah, kind of sounded like Michael Caine. Anyway, we are glad to be here. The official beer of today's show is, of course, the king of beers, Budweiser. Um, being uh, an employee of Anheuser-Busch entitles you to from what I understand, two free cases of beer per month. But you know what? If you're anything like me, that's not fucking near enough. (laughs) 48 beers for a period of 30 days? Some cases, 31? No, that doesn't work. Yeah, that doesn't even come close to working. That's like, what, uh, a beer and a half a day? Go fuck yourself. Jesus Christ. I understand you, you you can't just give it all away, but, uh, I mean, come on. Unless you work at the corporate level, chances are you probably don't make that much fucking money. Unless you just uh, are constantly, uh, you know, out on the road or working in a factory and pulling ridiculous hours. Uh, in which case, you know, if you're working ridiculous hours at fucking Wendy's, you're going to make a good amount of money because... You got to pay people time and a half. You got to, you got to pay them, you know, not necessarily what they're worth, but you got to, you got to pay people for their fucking time, even if they do shit work. All right. um, Or you just fire them. So let's get on track here. We're going to talk about why Las Vegas fucking sucks dicks. It like Las Vegas sucks a bag of fucking bloody, pussy, diseased fucking, you know, herpes-ridden, wart-covered, hairy, goddamn elephant dicks with hepatitis and poison ivy. I realize that's a that's a really far, far stretch to find a penis like that. But, uh, hey, you know what? Um, one summer uh, when I was 18, I guess it would have been the only summer I was 18 because I was only 18 once, uh, my dick had most of those things and I recovered quite nicely ladies so here we go Um, we're going to give you just a few reasons Las Vegas fucking sucks dick holes and here's why Um, now I I've only been to Las Vegas one time and it was about two years ago and yes call me cliche call me fucking lame call me nerdy and white call me cheap 
Call me redneck. Call me douchebag. Whatever you want. I don't give a flying fuck about what you think. I just want you to tell people about the show so I can, you know, get endorsements and get fucking money for doing this. Okay? This is a decent amount of amount of my time taken on my days off. Um, I, uh, I went there on my honeymoon. Yeah, go ahead and judge me. And then go fuck your dad. So... Uh, the reason I uh, we decided uh, on on Las Vegas was because it was either that or it was either Nashville or it was uh, we looked at cruises. We looked at going down to the beach somewhere. But my wife and I are not like supremely educated people. We don't travel a lot, obviously, with fucking children in the house all the goddamn time sucking off the teat. I want this. I want this. I want this. I want food. I want oxygen. Ugh. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we even looked at Ireland, but we don't make a lot of fucking money. I think the best year combined for our household that my wife and I had made since we've been together four and a half years ago was probably like $50,000. And that's for two adults, multiple cats, a dog and three fucking children. Yeah. You go to fucking Ireland on that budget motherfucker. See if your kids don't starve. So we decided on Las Vegas. We spent five days, which is way, way, way too fucking long. Uh, we stayed at the Mirage and, uh, I don't regret staying at the Mirage. Um, but I, I do. Okay. I, I regret staying at the Mirage because Obviously, if we had more money, we would have stayed somewhere nicer, you know, Caesars, you know, Bellagio, uh, whatever the case. Um, but uh, we had we had the live volcano out front that put on a show like what, twice a day. By the way, if you're going to Las Vegas and you want to go see this fucking uh, this vol- this volcanic show that happens basically, I think at once during the day and once at night, obviously go see it at night. And then once you go to see it at night, don't go see it at night. Go somewhere else. Go get fucking fall down drunk in an alley somewhere and raped by a homeless person. Taken for all your money because you're going to have a better time and it'll be a better story than. So it's like a volcano, but not 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 a real volcano because there's not volcanic activity in the city because like that's not inhabitable and, and a lot of people could die. But. But so it it was this it was this fake volcano and this volcano was uh, I don't know uh, not not real big but kind of big you know like it was the size of uh, one of those big trucks um, and so and so anyway like this music starts and it's like really suspenseful and then like all this steam starts rolling out of the water and it was like oh my gosh is the lava gonna come up from underneath the pool we're standing next to on the sidewalk and is it gonna devour us it's like oh scary scary such an un- un- unknown moment what's gonna happen and then like this it wasn't like real it wasn't real lava obviously because because like you couldn't get too close to it because it would burn you but like this fake lava comes out of this fake volcano and like there was loud music and like thunder just shut the fuck up Nobody cares. Nobody cares. That's about exciting as as going to uh, fucking Manhattan and there's some hotel that like 
puts on a fake lightning show on this big 100 foot screen and there's loud there's loud music and and sound effects and to make you feel like you're really there and then they spray water into a fan you know over the ceiling to make it make it feel like you're in the middle of a thunderstorm like sh- no one gives a shit but it's something we did because we were there eh. uh the uh the water, the uh, the fountain show at the Bellagio. That was another thing. Now that was actually pretty cool to watch, because the science and the technology and the engineering behind all of it and and all the work that goes into it. I mean, it, you have to be in awe at at least of the effort that went behind making that fucking fountain show because it was kind of cool. But like some of the fountains were broken and it was obvious because like, you know, one line of water would go up in an arc and then like one section of the arc would be missing. It's like smiling and like, you know, some dude smiling at you on the street and then he's missing like one of his front incisors and you go, hi, hi there. How are you? Oh, God. Oh, well, that's that's a little off putting. Uh, I can't really talk. I've got uh, teeth missing. But the point is. Like, uh, you know, you go all that way and you spend all that money and you and you stand there for however long waiting for the next show to start. And then the thing's like five, ten minutes long. And it's like, that's what I waited for. This is the thing that everyone talks about. Oh, it's so amazing. It's so incredible. It was cool, but it wasn't like, holy shit, this is knocking my socks off. Right. It, it didn't rip the condom off my dick. All right. It wasn't that cool. So. Um, we had a decent time and I'm not going to tell you about all the shit we did in Vegas cause it's none of your fucking business. But, uh, basically, um, uh, I don't know if, if, I don't know if you guys have been to Vegas, if you have good for you, if you had a good time, that's wonderful, but I'm going to bring some things to your attention and probably, to, probably to the attention of a lot of other listeners that they may not be aware of. It might make you think twice about actually going to visit this amazing adult Disneyland of a fucking place. First of all, okay, everyone is out for your fucking money. Let's get that clear right away. Nobody has your best interests in mind. Even if you sit down at a fucking slot machine and you put one penny in, pull the lever, ding, 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 and you win a million dollars out of nowhere and the fucking pit boss or the security personnel or whoever comes up to you and congratulations, sir or ma'am. We're very, very happy for you. Well, you know, uh, good for you. You know, we're, uh, con- con- you know, congratulations. Uh, here, let me help you get your bags to your room. We've got a VIP suite. We want you to, even if you win big, you've got more of a target on your back than those people who lost everything because now they're going to try and get their money back. It's not about hospitality. It's a business. The entire town is one giant, long, hairy, AIDS-filled dick ready to impregnate your asshole with venomous cum. They don't care about who you are or where you came from and the smiles are fake and the conversation is bullshit. They might actually be genuinely a nice person and they might actually strike a conversation with you about your shitty kids that they don't care about. But it's all a game. It's a big ploy to empty your pockets until you can't pay your mortgage. They don't give a fuck about you. Even the guy picking up trash outside on the sidewalk, who you think is on your level, 
doesn't give a fuck about you because the more money you lose to the hotel or the casino, the more likely they are to get better clothing and equipment to do their job and raises and vacation time and better or where you're from. So let's get that straight. You're not going to make friends with anybody and you're not going to connect on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter or anywhere else just because the girl at the front desk was really nice to you and complimented your tie. Your tie fucking sucks. And so do you if you think you're going there to get pampered and get the royal treatment. Now, if you have a lot of disposable income, wonderful. Really happy for you. Even then, if you can afford all of the finer things Las Vegas has to offer, you're still a dope. You're a duped dipshit. Oh, it's just disposable money. I make so much income, it's not even funny. It doesn't matter to me how much money I blow out here. Well, it matters to them. And you're part of the reason we pay these high prices. Because they think... By and large, people coming out there can afford to be there or else why would they be there? It's like the taxi drivers from the airport. This happened to us too, by the way. Uh, you, always hear, you, always, you always hear people say taxi drivers will ask you a simple question. Do you want to get there quick or do you want the scenic view? Well, that's a trick question because what they're saying is, do you want the scenic view? Well, no, that's going to take longer. It's going to be a more expensive cab ride. The scenery is our destination, downtown, the Strip, where we are going to live the next few days out of our hotel room. That's the scenery. We don't want the scenic route. We want to get there quickly, less money, and we're jet lagged. We want to get to our fucking room. Okay, great, wonderful. So they take you on the highway. Yes, it's true. You can go faster on a highway, but the distance is further, you fucking idiot. All you have to do is Google map that shit on your phone and you will realize they are taking you for a ride, quite literally and metaphorically. They're taking you for a ride on their big black zebra cock and you're going to be bleeding financially out of your wallet by the time you get to your destination. Be smart. Tell them you want the shortest route the shortest route is not always the fastest route. Do your homework. Here's another reason Las Vegas fucking sucks. The what stays in Vegas morons. These are always the guys that start, you know, woo! the minute they get on the fucking plane. They're, you know the type. They look like either uh, frat guys or middle-aged white men who think that they need to have their tan completely on lock by the time they step foot onto the airplane to go to Vegas. They've got fucking stupid 80s-style sunglasses and their their fucking hair gelled back. They're wearing flip-flops. Look, the only place you should be wearing flip-flops is around your house or outside in your yard or not not even at the beach because flip-flops are not effective in sand. They're just not. And they're wearing their fucking khaki cargo shorts, their Hawaiian t-shirts, or their ironic fucking t-shirts that have stupid sayings on them, you know, like, I'm with stupid, or whatever the case. And they just think they're going out there to be in the next Hangover movie, or they're gonna have this big adventure, when the reality is, 
By the time they get settled into their room and fight the crowd, from the elevator down to the main floor, find a place to eat, find a place that they can all agree on to eat, even though there's a fucking cash register ready to sell you food every 13 steps anywhere in the city limits. Nobody can agree on where to go eat because they're all distracted by the shiny lights and, ooh, Gordon Ramsay, ooh, Wahlburgers, ooh, just eat in the fucking hotel. Or better yet, I've got a wonderful tip for you. Go across the street or walk. I don't care if it's a mile. Go to the the local Walgreens that's right across the street from the Mirage. It's only a couple of blocks or so from Caesars. Go to this Walgreens. Get a shopping cart. You're going to need it. Stock up on a couple of cases of bottled water. That's going to run you between uh, eight or nine bucks. Because you're going to need plenty of water because it's going to be hot in Vegas. And you're going to be drunk a lot. Get some bottled water. Grab some snacks, chips, whatever, soda for your room. Buy alcohol. Buy some Captain Morgan or some Jack Daniels. Or if you're a faggot, some margarita mix. But hopefully and more than likely, women, you're going to grab some wine. Guys, you're going to grab some fucking beer and whiskey. You're going to pay regular prices. And then you're going to go and buy some ramen noodles or, uh, I don't know, some canned SpaghettiOs. Get some disposable uh, cups, disposable plates, disposable napkins, disposable, uh, you know, forks and spoons and knives, disposable bowls. And you're going to use that as your fucking kitchen. Don't pay for a fucking microwave in your room. Don't pay for a refrigerator in your room. It's going to be an extra cost. Go with stuff that you can easily heat up. And whether you heat that up, I mean, typically most rooms have a microwave, but but if, if they try to offer you a fucking fridge in your room, that's going to be like an extra $100 on your tab. Don't even fucking think about it. Get all your food and your snacks and your booze from a gas station or a Walgreens or a CVS or whatever and fucking hump that shit back up to your hotel room. Get a cooler, a styrofoam cooler, and you can grab ice for free from any floor you're on. You've always got cold beer, cold wine, cold food, make sandwiches. It's too fucking easy. You're going to spend $100 on booze and groceries, and that's going to last you two or three days. Now, sure, you're going to go out to eat to certain restaurants, but that's going to make your pocketbook feel a lot more heavy because you're going to save a fuck ton of money doing that. Oh, my God. Here's another reason Vegas is so stupid, and we talked about this already. A cup of coffee is going to be $3.50. A bottle of water is going to be 4 bucks. Yeah, that I mean, it's the price you pay for for being one of the coolest, hippest, trendiest people on, on planet Earth when you're staying at the Bellagio instead of a guy just shopping across the street, right? Be smart with your fucking money. Just because you're on vacation doesn't mean you have to blow money and be an idiot with all that fucking hard-earned cash that you've been saving. Something else that makes Vegas really stupid, it's a very large city. It's one of the most heavily visited places in the U.S. year-round. I get that. But even in off-season, 
There are lines that are long as fuck everywhere you go. Everywhere, anytime, there is a line. You wait in line for a cab, to check in, for an elevator, uh, to get a bottle of water, to wait for a table at a restaurant. The only place where there's not a waiting line is at the casinos because you can gamble anywhere you like, any time of day. Something else I really hate about Las Vegas, the fact that every entertainer who's ever had any modicum of success, even one-hit wonders, they've got fucking shows in Vegas now. Did you know that? Celine Dion, got it. Super popular recording artist. I don't want to sit through a Celine Dion show. And it's not because I'm not a fan of Celine Dion. Thanks, she's a beautiful singer. And some of her songs actually really dig. But I'm not going to pay a hundred bucks to sit fucking 300 feet away from some 50-something-year-old Canadian with no tits sagging halfway down to her belly button and a, a weird nose that looks like she's a distant cousin of Burden Ernie from Sesame Street. Boys to men have their own show. And I don't even know if it's all four original members. It might be, but if I've heard Boys to Men once, I've heard him a million times. Are they coming out with new material? Are they topping the charts on the Billboard Top 40? Are they selling out fucking tours worldwide? Probably not. That's why they landed in Vegas. It's kind of like people who were coaches of athletic teams. It's true what they say. Those who can't play anymore, coach. And those who can't coach, teach. It's the same thing with some of these entertainers. They don't have the spunk and the vitality they used to. So some, some wealthy mogul in Las Vegas who owns a fucking casino or partner with somebody else who owns a casino says, hey, so-and-so uh, you know, talent agency or hey, so-and-so uh, fucking recording artist from, from whatever popular label, RCA, Sony, Atlantic Records, Virgin Records, we, we, we've got the perfect opportunity. Do you want to sell out shows several nights a week and never have to leave the city you live in and make millions of dollars? Come sing all the same bullshit you've been belting out for the last several decades. These people are so stupid, they'll pay the prices just to come say that they got to see you up close. Fuck these shows. Elton John? Now, there was a time when Elton John wasn't fat, old, tired, and he had a decent voice. Uh, but people still pay through the nose to see him waddle onto the stage and regurgitate 40-year-old material. And then he jumps back into his fucking jet to count the money that he made on his way back home to Atlanta. He's also as sad as those stupid card flippers out there on the street. But he's a hell of a lot richer. Here's a better idea. Download Honky Chateau from iTunes and sit back and enjoy that. You fucking dope. Here's another thing I hate about Las Vegas. And there's a... I've been running through these episodes of Hell's Kitchen. And I'm all the way up to season 12. And I think there's, what, 16 currently? Gordon Ramsay. Every time you go to take a shit and wipe your dirty asshole, he's got another restaurant open somewhere. This guy multiplies locations like bunnies multiply fucking babies. It is insane. 
I mean, there's huge poster posters of them all over these billboards in Las Vegas, glaring down at you judgmentally, uh, just daring you to say something bad about his food or his restaurants. Okay, fine. Here goes. It's overpriced. You don't get enough. And it's clearly an, an expletive way to make money off of only your name without actually doing any of the work. And all you have to do is check in a few times a year to your restaurants. Even though you have people managing them and, and running them and owning them for you. It's insane. Uh, we went to Gordon Ramsay's uh, uh, Pub and Grill inside Caesars. And that's pretty fucking cool. Uh, we we just happened to get there on on, on an off day uh, when they were having their uh, lunch special uh, plus their happy hour, and we both got uh, like some truffle fries, which were really good, and uh, a couple of sliders. Uh, sliders were were damn good too. The sauce was was awesome. Um, it was one of the best burgers I ever had. But um, we both got a beer each, and couple of sliders each and we shared a thing of fries and a thing of onion rings and that bill was $55 before the tip that's happy hour that's that's your special that's that's your sale price go fuck yourself I'll hop down the road to McDonald's any day it won't taste as good but I'll be able to afford my fucking electricity bill, you pretentious British cocksucker. Um, another thing that's really obnoxious is the fact that the locals think they're better than you. The people that were that were dealing at the Texas Hold'em tables I was playing at, they're friends with 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 like half the people at the fucking table. It's gotta make you wonder if they're rooting for them, or if they're if they're performing a sleight of hand trick, or I understand that the cards go into an automatic shuffler inside the table and they say, oh, wiping my hands clean. See, nothing up my sleeve. I'm a clean dealer. I'm I'm a respectable, integral guy or gal. But you got to wonder what the dealers are up to. I mean, dealers in Las Vegas are kind of like carnies, right? They smile to your face, but at the end of the day, they don't give a fuck whether, whether or not you win. If anything, they want you to lose. Because it just means more money in the pocket of the hotel. And the more money the hotel makes, the the more money the employees make. I know it sounds crazy, but it's actually true. Here's something else. The guy on South Las Vegas Boulevard impersonating Zach Galifianakis from The Hangover. Like, yeah, I saw you wearing nothing but a diaper and sunglasses, just like in the movie. Not bad. Not bad at all. Much better than those fake Elvis guys who occupy every other fucking corner. Um, and of course you've got uh, families that are on vacation. Why would you bring your small children to Vegas? Every 30 feet at night, there's some wasted douchebag daring someone to fight them. People bumping into you and not even trying to move, not apologizing or saying, excuse me. It's just, it's, it's just a free for all. For douchebags on vacation that think the rules don't apply to them. Well, I've got news for you. Las Vegas has a police department and they use it. Finally, there's one last thing. There's people who gamble at the airport. Really? 
You haven't taken enough of a beating in the casinos already on your flight on your way back home after the fact that you emptied your life savings and you can't pay your mortgage now and you're going to lose all your vehicles and your wife. You're going to keep throwing fucking coins into a slot at the airport while you're waiting for your fucking plane to get here? You really think you're going to hit the jackpot while waiting for that red eye back to Philly, you dumb cunt. Ah, time for another beer. Need some food too. It's gonna be a late lunch. All right. Um, here's the other thing I want to talk about today: working with women. Here's why working with women is such a fucking drag. Um, now some of this stuff is not going to come as a surprise to you, but some of it might. Um, whether you're a man or whether you're a woman. There are certain things that you need to know about working with exclusively or the majority being women in your workplace. Um, see, working with women is bad for several reasons. Um, no, that wasn't helpful at all. Yeah, go fuck yourself. So I'm just going to go off experience here real quick. Um, I've worked in a medical billing office with mostly women, by the way, mostly fat, ugly, uh, unsuccessful in their, in their romantic relationships. Um, they're always complaining. You ever notice that they're always, there's always something to gripe about with a fucking woman. Now guys, guys bitch a lot too, but with guys, it's a little bit different because typically if a guy is complaining about something. It's because it means he is fed up with something at that point. He's done. Women complain just to complain. They're very sensitive and they're very emotional creatures. No shit. Yeah, no shit. Women are constantly griping out loud to anybody who will listen because they need a boost emotionally. Women complain because they need a boost emotionally. The same reason toddlers are always whining about something. Because they're not getting their way. They need mommy or daddy to come pick them up and hug them and hold them. And tell them everything's going to be alright. And not and not tell them no when they ask for that fucking 17th portion of chocolate chip cookies at 9 o'clock in the morning. Now, I don't think women are stupid. Obviously, I don't think women are stupid. Um, women are, in some ways, a lot more intelligent than men. But that that has to do in the, in the ways of social dealings and how to effectively manipulate someone in order to get what they want. Women are better at that than most men. And that's why men... That's why you see so many stories of men, uh, you know, being being tipped over and knocked out of their their fucking their fucking seat of success because they're too dumb to recognize when a woman is trying to trap them into something, um, or or doing something stupid or saying something stupid. But women are always complaining, mostly because they're not willing to go the extra mile like most men out there. And women, if you're listening to this, before you throw a fit and get all upset, let's talk about some examples. And better yet, maybe stop pretending that you don't know women like this in your own life, even if you're not this way. 
Women gripe out loud because they want someone to pay attention to them. A woman can have intelligence, confidence, amazing marriage, man of her dreams, perfect children, wonderful pets that are never injured or or ill, the fucking dream home she's always wanted, the kind of car she's always wanted to, to drive, be gorgeous, have nothing wrong with her body, perfect in every way. She will find something to complain about. And that's not just American women and and British women, although that's the vast majority of the world's population that actually complain about things for, for no good fucking cause. American women especially. Can you guys just shut up and do your fucking job? Women want equal pay, equal outcome, equal opportunity. Okay, fine. Go move this 75-pound bag of sand 300 yards on your shoulder and you've got five minutes to get it done or else your boss is going to scream at you and write you up or possibly fire you because you need to be able to keep up with the amount of work that we have here in this company. Off you go. I can't do that. That's too heavy. Oh, you can't do it or you don't want to do it. I don't want to do it, but I'm willing to do it. Being willing to do it, I still physically can't do it. It's too heavy. Can someone help me? No, I won't help you. No, I won't help you pick up the gate on the back of that wagon and latch it shut. You make the same amount of money I do working this position. I figured out a way to get it done, and I'm not that strong. Figure it out. Oh, you want to be taken seriously on things that you clearly don't know that much about? Okay, we're going to mock you and haze you for a really long time, just like any other guy with a dick coming into this position at this job. And you're going to earn your fucking way up there, and you're going to find a way to keep it. And you're going to continue to earn your place here and maintain it. Earn your keep. That's all you got to do. But women are not as strong as men. Oh, okay. So you want the same amount of money. You just don't want to do all of the work a man is doing. This is an age old gripe and I'm fucking done with it. We're only talking about it because it's a very important part of intersex work relationships. What else? Women are late more consistently than men are. And that's a fact. It's been proven. Go look it up. It's not my job to convince you of all these things. I'm making the claim, so the burden of proof is on me to show evidence of this. But this is a podcast. I'm not running for president. Do you have a smartphone? Good. You've got every piece of information ever attained anywhere in history since the dawn of man on a phone in your pocket. It's called Google. Fucking use it. Women are more consistently late to work than men are. Overall, they show up late more than men. When they do show up, they're not combat effective or, in other words, they're not ready. When they get to work... 
they're putting their purse away, putting their lunch away, making sure their hair and their makeup look right, brushing their teeth because they didn't have time to do it before they left the house, plugging in their phone to charge because they got drunk at a friend's house watching Grey's Anatomy and forgot to plug it in, catching up on all the office gossip, talking about what needs to be done for the day instead of just coming to work and getting to work. Well, I have to turn my computer on. Well, I have to log on. I have to rest- I, I I have to restockpile my erasers and my stapler. All my staples and all my pens. I I have to wipe my desk off. I have to change out the liner in my trash can. Bitch, open your emails. Read them, start responding and get going. Now, a lot of men do this too, but by and large, in my experience, I found this is primarily a woman problem. And it's insane the amount of time that gets wasted at work. Now, there's some women who are super, super effective, but I'm going to tell you as a guy, somebody with a dick, and I'm 41 years old and I've been in the workforce since I was 15 or 16. Okay, we're going on 30 years now. I've been a working professional in some fashion. I've worked a lot of different jobs, some a lot longer than others. I've done some jobs extremely well. In fact, you would say I was an expert at them. And there are other jobs I didn't thrive in, those environments. That's okay. You know why? Because I always gave it my fucking best effort. Here's another shitty thing about working with mostly women in one environment. You're castigated as the outsider. No matter how effeminate or sensitive or non-confrontational you might come across to be, how much you go out of your way for other people, help them do their work, do their work for them, they never show appreciation, and then they start to be, uh, then th- th- then they start to come to expect those kind of things from you. And when you don't keep doing them all the time, in other words, wiping their assholes for them, they be- they begin to resent you for it. And if you show any signs of being outwardly frustrated at the fact that you're doing all this stuff for, for another person, they immediately get angry and start attacking you. Working with women is a fucking dick drag in the dirt. And it makes me want to shoot myself in the face some days. That's all we've got for today. We'll be back uh, hopefully this weekend with some more content. Um, if you want to get at us, you can reach us on Twitter or on Instagram. And if you want to email the show, be sure to email us, uh, uh, angrymanscarousel at gmail.com. We do have one email from, um, a listener. I'm not sure if this person is subscribed to the podcast or not. Uh, I would guess they're not. Um, anyway, this, this email is from Brian. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to read their email address cause that's just weird. Um, uh, this email is from someone named Brian. Hello. Angry man, how are you? Been listening to the show. <laughs> he spelled <laughs> he spelled show S H O E. So apparently he's a British spy and he's got a he's got a radio in his shoe. I've been listening to the shoe. I've been listening to the show. You are an asshole. All you do is talk shit. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Oh, I love it. You know what I love most about the fact that I got under your skin? 
I got under your skin so much you felt the need to email the show and somehow get your email read on the air to everyone who's listening in the audience in the hopes that I would be embarrassed or ashamed of my behavior and I would want to change and you would get a little bit of your 15 minutes of fame. I hate to disappoint you. Go fuck your dad. This has been the Angry Man's Carousel. Oh, wait. Just kidding. We got one more segment. <laughs> one more segment, and uh, we're, we're going to call it a day. Things that piss us off. Things that piss us off. All right. Welcome back to our segment called Things That Piss Us Off. Here's something that pisses me off. Um, Every time I go to get a haircut, and I've talked about this on the show before, girls, if you cut hair, shut your fucking mouth. If a guy comes in just for a basic fucking trim or a haircut, and especially if you know he's not going to be in the seat very long, chances are he planned it that way for a reason. Guys who keep their hair cut short and come in for a trim, whatever you want to call it, they don't want to spend their entire time talking to you. Yeah, they do. He was very responsive. He told me about his dog and his children and his wife and his job and his vacation. Blah, 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 blah. We have a wonderful relationship. He's been coming here once every two weeks for the last five years. He's hoping to fuck you. If you would just shut up long enough to get his dick in your mouth. Or he's gay. Or he's a fucking boob. In which case, nobody cares about any of those things. Guys go to get their hair cut. Even at like these places like Sport Clips. Watch ESPN while you get your hair cut. Would you like our MVP treatment? We'll put a hot towel around your neck and massage the back of your shoulders. Like you're just getting ready to fuck the hottest girl of your life. It's a joke. Okay? Girls, if a guy comes in to get their hair cut, where they work at, what they do for a living, uh, where they went to school, how they're enjoying the weather, whether or not they like the local sports team, it's none of your fucking business. And they don't want to talk about it with you because chances are they're never going to see you again. You know why? Because most of these girls that cut hair, especially in these fucking chain places, very quickly move up to go do another job somewhere else or they quit or they get fired because they're white trashy scum that think that they're, they're, they're strong independent women because they went to fucking beauty school for six months or a year and they cut their fucking cousin's hair on vacation. In their early teens. You're not talented. Anybody can learn to do what you do. It's not a specialty. Okay? As far as a basic guy's haircut, nobody gives a fuck. If you're going in to get your haircut, you don't want to sit there and feel like you're talking to Bryant Gumble and answering 20 questions. That's why I go to a barber shop with older white men. Because they've been there, they've done it, they've seen it, but they don't feel the need to rattle your fucking ears off about everything. Oh my God, did you watch the Emmys? I can't believe Beyonce wore that dress. It was so revealing. 
Go fuck yourself. And haircuts are way too overpriced too. When the fuck did we start paying 15 to 18 bucks for a basic trim on a guy that's already losing his hair? Let him keep some dignity, in his wallet at least, and then we're expected to tip you on top of that for doing your job? Well, it's bartenders and, and, and waiters and waitresses' job to, to just do their job. Why do we tip them? Because you tell us we have to. It's a social contract that I never signed. And frankly, what I'm getting really tired of. I'm not tipping you for a haircut. If you do an exceptional job, you're super hot, and you flirt with me to the point it's believable. If you make me actually believe for one second you might actually want to fuck me. Yeah, I'll probably tip you. But I'm still not tipping you, believing that me giving you a a fucking tip for a haircut is going to let me see your meat curtains unfold. I'm not that stupid or blind. Okay? I go to get a haircut today at the barber shop. I've been going to this place for on and off for several years. To this day, they still don't have the ability to run a fucking credit card or a debit card. Cash only. Like, is this a joke? I had to, after my haircut, I didn't have enough cash. It was like 12 bucks. So I handed him 10 and I said, I'll be right back. I'm going to go, go across the street to the bank. You know what he said? Don't worry about it. I'm not worried about it. You can just pay for it on your next haircut. You would never get treatment like that at a fucking salon or a sport clips. ESPN. Like, I don't want to watch ESPN while I'm getting my haircut anyway, dude. I'm going to be paying attention to make sure they're not fucking my hair up. I'll watch ESPN at home, if at all. ESPN's a bunch of fucking douchebags anymore anyway. They're they're so far to the fucking progressive left with this Caitlyn Jenner shit. I'm just, I'm fucking done with them. But anyway, uh, that's the thing that really pisses me off. Like, it's 2019. 30 years ago, they thought we would be in flying cars by now. And you can't take a credit card when credit cards have been around for decades and decades and decades. I, It's worth it for me to have to hit an ATM to go there, but it's still a real inconvenience. Like, why do I have to take an extra 5 to 10 minutes out of my day to go hit an ATM to pull cash out? Because you are too cheap to have a credit card machine. That place is always full of people and there's a line waiting to get their hair cut. They're not hurting for business. If you're a business in 2019 and you can't run a credit card, you really piss me off. Until next time, be good to each other and don't be a fucking douchebag. It's been the Agreements Carousel. (laughs)